Welcome to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Now here's your Lighthouse Council host. Hi, and welcome to The Beacon Podcast, your connection to nonprofit success. I'm Jeff Jowda, your host for today's discussion on a very relevant topic for nonprofit leaders, and that is keeping donors engaged and giving during a crisis, and especially when your mission isn't crisis-related. Our guest today is my wonderful friend, Jennifer Turner, President and Chief Executive Officer at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center. Jennifer, welcome to the Beacon Podcast. I am so happy to be here with you today, Jeff. Thank you for inviting me. Well, Jennifer is a star in the performing arts arena and the nonprofit sector. She has been president and CEO of the Tennessee Performing Arts Center based in Nashville since 2019. And of course, we talk about crisis related and timing. I think, Jennifer, you probably were you're still getting settled in and still not yet meeting the people you wanted to meet when uh, when the pandemic arrived. That's true. Nine months when we had the tornado followed by the pandemic. So it was very wow. early in my tenure. That's awesome. And that helps put our conversation into perspective. Uh, and before TPAC, Jennifer was executive vice president and managing director for the Segerstrom Center for Arts in Southern California, where she built a world-class leadership development team and spearheaded multi-million dollar capital development projects. She also has served as the chief operating officer for the National Historic Landmark Auditorium Theater in Chicago, and has held roles with the Michigan Opera Theater and Shakespeare Theater Company. So what a, what a great background, uh, uh, Jennifer, and looking forward to, to our conversation, and you framed it so well, a, a, a tornado and a pandemic uh, as you get acclimated to a new role leading the state's most prominent performing arts organization. That's right. It was quite a whirlwind. We know that when a crisis strikes, whether it's the natural disaster like the tornado or the pandemic, people are generous and they respond to the need that they see. Uh, but sometimes their giving doesn't follow an incredible organization like TPAC and, and the arts when it's a pandemic and people are thinking about basic needs or the same with the with the tornado, can you share your experience uh, about giving to the arts during crisis that may not impact the arts? Sure, uh, Jeff, that is, you hit the nail on the head with that question because in the early days of the pandemic, especially when we were filled with so much uncertainty on how long it was going to last and what the impact would be on our staff, our artists, our patrons, and our full season of schedule or shows that we had scheduled, we really looked at that as this is detrimental to our business, but we were also concerned about our family, our friends, and our board members and their businesses and livelihoods. And so the, amidst all that uncertainty, there was a question of, is the arts a priority during this time period? Or should we be giving to food services and, and social organizations that were helping people in need? And our response was, of course you should, and so should we, but also please consider the arts. Because if you have the capacity the arts was in such a crisis mode. And we were really looking at how can we keep 
going with this mission in this organization while we had to close our doors to live performance experience. And so we decided early on in the pandemic that we did not want to sit back and take a pass at looking at investment in the arts. We thought this is important now more than ever. And for these cultural assets to be around in the future, we have to sustain them through this crisis. So we immediately went into, you know, recovery mode and how are we going to get through this crisis, still deliver on our mission, still stay engaged with our patrons. And to do that, we needed our supporters and people who are already engaged with the organization to to help us get through this period of time. So we were very fortunate that we had supporters and people who cared about us that still have the capacity to think about the arts amidst everything else that was going on in the world. That's awesome. And Jennifer, what was your your game plan your, to keep your donors engaged with giving uh, during the pandemic and any lessons that could be learned uh, that you've taken away from it that maybe changed how you would look at uh, fundraising advancement work? Well, we we started a recovery fund, the TPAC Forward Recovery Fund. We focused that around the future and that we knew that if we were going to get through this, the timing was uncertain, but the need was there. So we quickly identified the need so that our donors and supporters could have an outlet to help us. We didn't want to be ambiguous with, you know, give to general operating, not knowing what the give to programs, not knowing if those programs would sustain. So we identified very clearly the need is recovery from this crisis. Help us get through that. So I think having very intentional messaging was the key for us to be successful with that particular campaign. And then in terms of engagement, we worked hard to create virtual events for our donors and supporters. We worked with community partners to bring them into our living room. So we had a whiskey tasting with Greenbrier. We worked with City Winery on a wine tasting. We did a cooking class with Amerigo. We did a walkthrough with the new African-American Museum of Music. We celebrated the Cherry Blossom Festival. And we did all of those things virtually, but we saw that people were thirsty for engagement with the arts. We tried some traditional programming through virtual, which was, I think, helpful, but people were able to access so much content on their own that they were really looking for, I would call it more original content. So we aim to provide original content and really made it fun and, and made a way for our supporters to keep with us and, and stay with us during this crisis and, and all get through it together. So that was, I think, pretty successful for us. We also decided to celebrate our 40th anniversary with a virtual event. So we filmed a performance and we spliced together some interviews and we had dinners delivered to people's homes. And so they were able to watch the performance and have you know, a nice meal with their pod, if we remember we were calling it those <laughs> the pods back in the, the pandemic days. So that was fun too. And we were still able to celebrate a milestone event in the organization's history, but do it in a way that was safe and appropriate for the times we were living. 
that's phenomenal. What a great and strategic uh, approach and response. You were there just nine months and all this began to, to unravel. And I would imagine that your staff and board and the community are still getting to know you. So it, it would take strong leadership to uh, accomplish what you did. So what what is the role of leadership in, in a cases like this and setting the tone and especially relating to advancement of communications and fundraising areas? Sure. Well, communication was very important. I noticed before the pandemic, we were all moving in a million different directions and and really each area was tasked on on executing and everybody knew what they were doing and we were and we were just moving quickly through a busy programming schedule and and a lot of other external you know fundraising events education and community events um the pandemic forced us to sort of slow down a little bit but it did not it, it created the opportunity for us to work on strategy and really keep mission front of mind. So our senior team began meeting daily over Zoom, and we added a weekly staff meeting in to keep our staff updated on everything that was going on. And and the staff meeting was so popular that we ended up keeping it outside of the pandemic. So we still get together virtually once a week from, you know, the stage or offices or some some of our employees will call in from a school that they're out at, or, you know, if you're out doing donor visits, you might pop in. I've seen people call in from the car and it's a way for us to touch base and really keep on the same page. And so I would say communication was key, making sure that our board members were engaged in what we were trying to do. We started a COVID task force on our board so that our board meetings could focus on the organization and we have the task force to really tackle the COVID important issues. And I think that was helpful because then we were able to report into the board that we were working towards, you know, solutions and challenges, but we were also not sort of monopolizing the board meetings and the the meetings of the of the executive leadership with COVID, even though it was front of mind and center, we were still focused on the future and what the organization was going to do outside of COVID. Um, We also used it as an opportunity to write a strategic plan. We were also looking at ways that we could do more in diversity, inclusion, access, and equity. So we formed an internal working group to um, talk about that, both from an internal and external position in our organization. So really, from my perspective, the entire team were leaders in this. It it was not one person or one entity leading the organization. It was everyone stepping up and understanding where we were going as an organization and all contributing and working to get there. It certainly takes the right voice and and strategy at the top. So congratulations to you and, and your team for such a innovative and strategic response to the time of crisis. And, and as you shared some some lessons and benefits that you carried on uh, as we hopefully evolve post-pandemic. So that's just a, a great learning for for all of our listeners. And we just, Jennifer, appreciate you for what you do in, in Nashville. We're thrilled to have you here, a star in the National Performing Arts Arena. And uh, we're grateful to have you as our guest today on the Beacon Podcast. 
Thank you, Jeff. It's so great to be here. This is such a warm and welcoming and collaborative arts community, and I'm just so happy to be a part of it. For our listeners, uh, you can connect with Jennifer on LinkedIn and learn more about the Tennessee Performing Arts Center at tpac.org. And uh, thank you again, Jennifer. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us on this edition of the Beacon Podcast, your connection to nonprofit success. Thanks for listening to The Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Tune in every week for nonprofit topics with special guest interviews. Suggest future topics and learn more about upcoming podcasts and guests at lighthousecouncil.com.